0: Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host Patrick Mayhorn. I am joined by, uh, once again, I am without a, uh, a thing to say. I'm joined by Ryan. Ryan, uh, we we have watched another week of college football. We have eaten the bugs. We've lived in we've lived in the pod. Uh, how are you doing?
1: Good, good. I'm uh, I'm eating the slop they're serving me. I'm calling it overnight oats. I'm calling the gruel the free gruel I'm given by the government overnight oats uh i'm i'm looking at you know uh alabama texas and i'm clapping like a seal and saying yay good for nick saban i'm happy I, that was a fun football game mm-hmm. um that's what i'm doing That's yeah. kind of my vibe
0: today yeah we love to say it we are going to see the newest, uh, I don't even know what the new Marvel movie is. It's probably Doctor Strange or something. It seems like it's usually yeah. Doctor Strange. It seems like most movies that they put out is Doctor Strange.
1: It's a new Doctor Strange movie, I think, every two weeks, roughly. Yeah, it seems like they,
0: they, they release them about as frequently as you would release like a television episode. So, well, here we go. No, they made, they made that...
1: Um... What was that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which people are pretending is not a Marvel movie, but it's clearly just a Marvel movie without Marvel characters in it. You know what I mean? that's just yeah. a Doctor Strange movie without Doctor Strange in it. That's yeah. all they're
0: doing. Yeah. You could I mean you could even say that about most movies. Most most movies are just Marvel movies without Marvel characters, which is And
1: most football games are too though.
0: Yeah, most football games are too, and the announcers really love to treat it like that. And we do love it. We we love that this is all of American culture now. It's good and we're happy about it. Um, we've got week whatever to, to recap here. We're six games in for most teams. I think it's technically week seven, but I, who cares? Um, it was a kind of a weird week. I, I, I think pretty good. Good games in general. We've we've not really had a bad week yet. We've not really had a stinker. Um, but I thought this was pretty good. I thought there were some very weird things here that we were going to talk about. Weird results that don't really make a lot of sense. Um weird results that maybe we're looking at them a little closer do make some sense about teams that maybe we had different opinions on coming in. Um, we are going to uh, talk through all of this and then we're going to on the premium episode, which is exclusive to meet subscribers, go over to meet at and subscribe. If you want the premium podcast, because on that we're going to be kind of reframing the sport through six games halfway through the season very sad to think about that we're halfway through the season. Um, but sort of looking at, at the different conferences, conference by conference, and figuring out which teams we need to be kind of actually thinking about here at this point in the season, which teams we need to be considering and, and, and focusing on moving forward, and which teams we can kind of cut out of the picture. Um, so if you are interested in that, go to meetatmidfield.com and subscribe. Um, I will advertise here as well for homefieldapparel.com. It is high quality collegiate vintage apparel. I was going to say shipped straight to your door, but I suppose that is how usually how packages work. So I don't know if that's yeah. really a a quirk of Homefield specifically. They do that though; right. it does go straight to your door, which is very nice of them.
1: And they do; they do give you like a little heads up so you can chase the mailman like a dog if uh-huh. you want to wherever the package is coming. They tell you when it's on the way with like delivery updates. So if you're the kind of guy that likes to run around behind the mailman like a big dog chasing mm-hmm. him on all fours, yeah, um, there's a lot of kind of guys that start podcasts that like to do that.
0: Yeah, you so al- just go
1: ahead. Homefield helps you out with that.
0: Yeah, you already know. Know that I am, as soon as I see the mailman, as soon as I see the UPS truck, whatever it is, you already know, I'm sprinting to the window, I'm looking out the window, I'm fogging it up with my breath, and then I'm running outside. Uh, and I'm, I'm uh, chasing him down the street like the Terminator. I'm, I'm actually scaring him very badly, and he, he has, uh, I've gotten several notices that the, the mailmen have kind of filed a restraining order of some sort, and, uh, that's not a business deal that we're going to be making, folks. It's not a good deal, and, uh, we're not going to do it. They're trying to treat me very unfairly. I just want to chase them. I just, uh, they have stuff that I want. Um, but, uh, Home Field Apparel also has stuff that I want, and if it has stuff that you want, and you have not yet purchased any of it, um... I don't know what your deal is, but you could use code Meet at midfield, all one word, for 15% off your first order. Uh, perhaps you are, um, and this is a shameful life that that you would live. And if you if you this is you, you should be you should be ashamed. But perhaps you're a Texas fan who's very happy about Texas's result. On Saturday against Oklahoma, you could go and and uh, purchase one or even more than one very very good Texas yeah, shirts. Possibly several shirts. Yeah, right. possibly several shirts. Really, the more the merrier, because uh, the higher number for the for the total purchase, the more you're going to get off. The more it just in both ways, the more percentage you're going to get off, and also the bigger you will get off uh, in the in the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's if you use the code meet at midfield, it will get you off. Many if are you, saying
1: that. Were... Uh, Patrick, I know you're, you're a big gym meathead guy. You're the kind of guy that likes to be in the gym a lot of the time. Yeah. Some weights. yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the company? This is not an advertiser for them. Just have you ever heard of the company Gorilla Mode? Are you familiar with these guys?
0: <laughs> um, vaguely. I see a lot of like branded, uh, shirts at the gym. I see like gym shark. I see like, and I yeah. just, I sort of assume that they're all just like brain pills. Um, I don't well, know that's that that's the that thing. To is, be so
1: the... This company, just you, you saying, you know, <laughs> the bigger loads thing uh-huh. they do sell a supplement that it's called locked and loaded that promises to uh <laughs> increase your output uh-huh. uh <laughs> yeah uh it's very funny they mostly start out as like a you know standard order like oh we make a pre-workout kind of company mm-hmm. and then somehow they started doing like you said brain pills and also uh, semen pills
0: awesome yeah, that's. Yeah. So uh, anyway,
1: Homefield Apparel will send you one of those with a purchase. If you if you purchase the specific dollar amount, that's correct. It yeah, what
0: it yeah. And we're not going to tell you. You're just going to have to keep trying. It's trial and error. That's why you go back to the website. Is you need to figure out which one you need to uh, how much you need to spend to unlock the secret uh, pills that that Homefield will send you in the mail. Um, right. and this is all actionable and true. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do you want to talk about some football? You want to talk some ball?
1: I suppose that is why we are here, right? We are obligated to do so. so yeah. We might as well.
0: Yeah. Contractually, we don't really have a choice in the matter. We're we're being held sort of against our will. Um yeah. But uh, we'll uh, we'll keep eat, We'll keep drinking that garbage. Um, I'm not going to set the timer. I've given up on the timer. I know that we're not going to ever <laughs> successfully keep it under 30 minutes. Uh, we're just going to try and be as concise as possible. Starting now. UCF 41, SMU 19. Um, I don't know that the final score was necessarily as reflective of this game as it could have been. I don't think it was quite this uh, significant a difference. UCF kind of pulled away late. Um, but UCF was definitely better. UCF was certainly better than SMU. Um, and, man, it, it, it's, you know, good win for UCF. Uh, John Reese Plumley looked good. I think that they are scheming up that offense fairly well for him to keep him from uh, doing anything that would be, uh, i guess reflective of his actual talent they are hiding what he is very right. very well <laughs> which is I, I guess i will uh compliment that but uh man smu it's just not good it, it's not it's not good they, they are have,
1: oh, they have to move off from Tanner Mordecai, dude what are we yeah. doing? Like, When are we gonna how long did he played this game
0: for yeah he he just uh 27 of 44 for 277 and in an interception. Um, 6.16 yards per play in this offense is not going to do it. It's not going to do it. He doesn't have it. He's just, the arm is not there. He is not taking advantage of the guys that he has within this, this passing attack, like Rasheed Rice. I think Rasheed Rice would be infinitely better with a quarterback who could stretch the field even a little bit. And uh, and Preston Stone, I I think just, you have to assume that he can do that, right? At least better than Tanner Mordecai can. And, and Preston Stone can run, too, which would be, Nice. It would be valuable for this offense if you had welcome. a guy who couldn't run. He did
1: play. Preston Stone did play late this He game. did.
0: Yeah, um, he was. He was five of nine for sixty-eight, and he did have a rushing touchdown. Um, I would just. I would like to see more. I'd like to see more of him and less of of Tanner Mordecai. I think at this point, if you're SMU, like, what do you have to lose <laughs> by doing that? You know, I. I don't really understand what would be the harm in, in trying it. They've already lost several games that they really. <laughs> came into the season thinking they weren't going to lose. Um, they're yeah. not seriously contending for the AAC at this point. Cause they have, uh, I guess this was their first conference loss. Weird league that they played their first conference game this week. Um, but like, they're not going to beat Cincinnati in two weeks. We know that. um, they, well, I mean,
1: I don't know if we know that. Been, we'll talk about them soon here, but they've they've had a pretty rough start to the season.
0: I I um, absolutely refuse to uh to formulate any opinions on Cincinnati not looking good against a bad opponent because it has never mattered before, and I I don't think that it's going to here. Um, I think that they just do that. I think that that's sort of just how they are. Um, but if you're SMU, man, I would like. At least give yourself a chance. At least give yourself a chance against yeah. Cincinnati to do something cuz you know Tanner Mordecai is not going to do it. You know he's not going to do you, it.
1: Have you seen Preston Stones picture on ESPN on his on his player profile? I have not. He is kind of a Quinn Ewers style individual. Okay.
0: Me, right? Yeah, I like uh, that.
1: Kind of like a you know a guy named Preston who's a you know former like top 100 overall player and quarterback in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. You don't really expect to look like this necessarily. I'd say.
0: Yeah. A little a little bit let me, up. Let me let me let me let me get a look at this at this individual. A little bit quirked up. Let's he kind of
1: has like he kind of has gas station clerk vibes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. He does have sort of the the, the, the he has Quinn face a little bit. I can I can yeah. see that. Um, he
1: has like a uh, friendly McDonald's cashier kind of look
0: yeah right he, he kind of looks like Jeremy Rucker's son he kind he kind of <laughs> he looks like he looks like a smaller version of Jeremy Rucker um, yeah. regardless
1: it like the assistant GM for Pep Boys
0: yeah for sure <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> this is uh yeah yeah absolutely um yeah this this man runs a uh, runs a like a mobile like a like a food uh, food truck sandwich a mobile shop
1: mobile dog grooming service <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
0: mobile dog, dog grooming, grooming service. service mobile child is... grooming service yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay you beat me to it all right <laughs> um,
0: but regardless I would like to see him get the knot at quarterback and it seems like maybe SMU is working in that direction the fact that he got into this game usually when you're playing the backup quarterback and a blowout that you are losing it is not a great sign for the starting quarterback. I I have to imagine... I have to hope that Tanner Mordecai's days are, are numbered at this point, both as a quarterback and also <laughs> just in life. Um, they will be executing him soon. Military tribunal will be taking care of this. It is uh, it is a, a desperate issue that needs to be fixed. Good win for, you, thank for UCF. You thank um, you, Vladimir Putin. Thank you, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> uh, staying in the AAC, Houston 33, Memphis 32. Jesus Christ, this was horrible. <laughs> yep. this, was, this was really bad. Memphis had this game won. Um, I think it was 32 to 19 with like two minutes left, and then Houston scores, gets the onside kick, scores again, wins the game. Um, Houston is not good. This was not like Houston being good. It was just Memphis fucked it up. Uh, Memphis had mm-hmm. this game won and, and did not, did not close. Um, yeah, I don't think either of these teams really have a whole lot going on this year, which is unfortunate because Houston is squandering a lot of talent.
1: Yeah, I mean. This is the bummer of a game, dude. I guess like like Ryan Silverfield, like also looking ahead at like what he has left in the schedule. Like, I don't know. Do you have much confidence in Memphis the rest of this way? Now I feel like this is a huge blown opportunity for him. Like, yeah, road games at East Carolina and Tulane the next two weeks, and he has to play uh, UCF and SMU in the final four games as well. Yeah, like this team may go six and six. If they do that, you have to can them.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have uh the the rest of the schedule, like you said, at ECU, at Tulane, or the next two games. Um And then bye week. yeah by week, then UCF at home, Tulsa at home, which is also not a gimme, uh, buy game against a, an FCS team and then at SMU to end the season. Um, yeah, they I think they are about who we thought they were. And they just they don't have the guys that they used to have. They have sort of gone away from their identity, not because they have actively made that choice, but because they just don't have the players to do it anymore. Um, I don't know how, if you're Memphis, you could have a whole lot of faith in, in this staff at this point. It, it seems like they are just not, it seems like they're just not going to get to where they need to be. I, I think that they have guys who should be able, in theory, to do this, and they're just not, they're not doing what they used to do. It, it's not, it's not anywhere near what it once was
1: yeah i I mean it's definitely clearly there's just i i don't see anyone on this team who looks like an nfl player right there's no daryl henderson coming through that door like yeah like i mean i know know jayvon ducker's must be that guy for them and uh he's been okay i I don't think it's necessarily that he's been like poor uh, as a player like they have asa martin playing at running back who's been all right but like there's no one special there's no guys you look at like that's a difference maker yeah you know that guy is uh that guy is lighting this team up like Oh, man. They even brought in – I forgot about this guy. I covered him in high school. Uh, JoJo Skates, who, if you remember correctly, was a four-star receiver in yep. Dayton who went to Iowa State, went to Juco, then ended up back in Memphis somehow is there now. Yeah. Like, averaging, I think, 38 yards a catch through so far this season. <laughs> uh, and, and just, like – but they're not doing anything. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, because they're, they're not getting those plays open often enough. They're not consistent on offense. Like, yeah. there's just nothing happening here, man. Just move on.
0: Yeah, there is a uh, – there's a point in yards per catch where a high number – a high number becomes not impressive and more concerning. <laughs> I don't know yeah. exactly when the breakout point is maybe like 23 or 24. You get to that That's level right. and you're like, it's Oh, never, this, it's- yeah, this guy's not actually really doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: like it's whatever like two yards over whatever Jamison Williams did at Alabama is yeah
0: over. yeah which was like 19 ish I think that, that yeah. sounds right yeah once you get into the 20s it's like mm, I don't know about this I don't know that this guy is actually very good it seems like he just has a couple big uh, big touchdown receptions yeah that is uh, that's that's a troubling stat line to see uh, neither of these teams have the juice not really worried about either of them in the a- in the AAC as teams to really even think about um, San Jose State 40 you UNLV seven. UNLV was without quarterback Doug Brumfield here. Um I, I think he probably got hurt. I did not watch this one live. Did he get hurt? What happened here?
1: Uh I also did not see it.
0: Okay. Well he played uh he played very <laughs> briefly. I I, I, I would assume hanging that he, out. I would assume that either he got hurt or he played really bad and, and left the game. But he was one of six for eight yards and then he didn't play anymore. Uh seeding to Cameron Friel, who was Not as good as Doug Brumfield. I don't think it really would have changed the final result significantly. It might have been a little bit closer, but um, San Jose State just had their number. Shut down Aiden Robbins in the running attack. Uh, Passing game was largely ineffective. It was not terrible. It just was not where it needed to be. San Jose State, 13% havoc rate in this game, which is very good. Um, defense looked good. Offense looked good. I think San Jose State is back. I think that they are back to being a, a really, really solid Mountain West team, and and they are... Yeah. Right now, positioned, I think, pretty comfortably as the favorite in the in the West, with Fresno State continuing to struggle, San Diego State does not look I- anywhere near what it has been. I think Sa- I think San Jose State has to be the favorite at this point. And I think UNLV honestly is still number two, even after losing this game.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Someone else has to be right. Literally, there does have to be a, another team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say anyone else has looked particularly impressive at this point. So. I mean, yeah, sure, they can hang out there. What, what's the difference? I mean yeah. I guess San Diego State got of win against Hawaii this weekend, but that's they didn't look good doing yeah, it. Yeah, they, so. they did it
0: on like a like a walk off field goal, which is not what you want to do against Hawaii. I mean you, you look at some of Hawaii's results this season and to score I think it was sixteen points for San Jose State is uh humiliating. That is that is a yeah. disastrous showing against that defense. I, um, I guess
1: I guess the only argument is they still get UNLV instead of they stayed at home. Like they do have that going for them.
0: Yeah, they don't. I, I San Diego State. i i worry a little bit okay sure i i do worry a little bit about about that home environment being like really not all that impressive (laughs) but uh i guess it's better than having to go on the road but Yeah. yeah hawaii this season just as a quick reference point gave up 63 points to vanderbilt 49 to western kentucky 56 to michigan uh and 45 to new mexico state before allowing only 16 against san diego state that's bad uh, that's that's not like amazing company some of those teams and 16 points there is not good so yeah I, I think San Jose State has to be pr- pretty strongly considered the favorite at this point um, they look good Chevin Cordero was a really really good pickup for them uh, he fits that offense well He he's not like incredible but he runs really well um, he's doing a lot of good things there I think that the offense has its groove back um, and then defensively they're just solid they're solid everywhere it's an experienced team uh, they have a really good defensive line led by a couple of stars. They're just they they look a lot like what they did in 2020. They they look really good on defense and they get it done on offense enough that they can win games. Um, they they might be the outright the outright Mountain West favorite at this point, not just in the West Division but in general because they look like the best yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, start to, to say um, they're really the only one honestly that hasn't looked bad at various times this season. They've had moments where they weren't amazing, but um, they have not been. Anywhere near as shaky as a lot of their counterparts. So good win for them there. Uh, Tennessee 40, LSU 13. No issues at all with the trap game. Just shredded them. Uh, no no problem, no hesitation. Even withstood, a, uh, a, I would think, relative to his history, a fairly good Jaden Daniels performance. Threw for 300 yards, 32 of 45. That is a lot more passes than you want Jaden Daniels to throw if you're LSU. Um and LSU really could not get the running game going at yeah. all here. The ideal like, number
1: for him is zero in their offense, by the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They want to have
1: him throwing zero
0: passes. Yeah, the the, the the less the better. But um, that LSU or that Tennessee was able to force him into those situations, and obviously they had an early lead that changed the game state a little bit. But LSU was not able to run at all, um, and uh, Tennessee was just much better, more physical, uh, created turnovers played really well defensively that offense obviously is is as it has been um you know explosive difficult to slow down but uh, i was really impressed with their physicality i was impressed with the way that they handled lsu's offensive line 11 havoc plays 15 percent of their defensive snaps um that's damn good that that's that's damn good and that is sort of the question about this tennessee team and i think that they really really handled it well here
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, all credit to, um, uh, I think they, they, I mean, like you said, kind of jumped all over the jump as well. Right. Just like, like, like take control of that game with first the recover kickoff fumble. And also, did you see the, the LSU conspiracy theories floating around? Uh, no. What this? is this? No. Oh, it's really good. Uh, so they have accused. Uh, to, let me just pull up the exact post. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote it. But basically, there's some kind of device they're saying, which is like an EMP except for a person's brain you can use. And there's an LSU fan. Are they,
0: are they saying <laughs> that they did LSU have Havana Syndrome? Is that like the? <laughs> Here, here's the post. Here's the
1: post. Okay. Breaking Tennessee. It's the way it's described. It the best. Breaking Tennessee potentially used EPMP at opening kickoff. An electrophysiomagnetic pulse is a low-intensity burst of magnetic field a frequency designed to scramble sensory electrons <laughs> and disrupt the brain's electrocurrents. This result is an instantaneous and temporary loss of motor strength and muscle... <laughs> Not a coincidence that Beck muffled the kickoff right by Tennessee's sideline.
0: Yeah, LSU, um, LSU muffed the kickoff because it had Havana syndrome because it was being it, it was uh, Tennessee was doing a, a brain style military attack on it. It was, it was their, yeah, their,
1: their evidence <laughs> is like this bright reflection off of the kicker turner right at the time he was going for the ball. <laughs> Uh and they're saying there's also been one spotted. Uh again they played Arkansas many years ago and there was like a weird turnover for their core- Arkansas quarterback. They oh say that God. also caused it. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> it's a long running Tennessee strategy to just deploy an EPMP against the uh, SEC West teams.
0: Why would they not use this more? <laughs> if they had this, why did they save it for like oh every 6 years we need to beat a 6 and 6 team so we're going to make them fuck up a kickoff. <laughs> what? <laughs> why would that be the way that you do that's what so you least expect it that's, that's so good yeah nobody's gonna get suspicious we only need you to... <laughs> can only use it in games where uh yeah nobody's gonna look too hard into it uh and they they ran yeah. into the wrong fan base i guess this time lsu's gonna crack the case <laughs> that's, that's but, so good uh, that's so good yeah
1: no it was uh it was a good game for tennessee i mean they, they they just jumped all over i think they were up 20 to nothing and never came up after that right that was kind of like it was the ball game yeah uh man that
0: the, was the, the uh the brew McCoy addition in this offense, very good. That 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 very kid, good. especially that, that kid, they can play.
1: totally fine without Cedric Tillman, like yeah, brew McCoy and Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt had 63 touchdowns, uh, um, McCoy had 140. I mean, those guys uh, just took care of business without Cedric Tillman on the roster, yeah. And they should have him back for the Alabama game. It should be a fully operational receiver unit. Uh, Hendon Hooker is dealing so far, mm-hmm. uh. The rushing attack looks good. I think they averaged almost six yards a carry against Tennessee. Yep. Against LSU, rather. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a good program. LSU also, that's like, I think, I believe they said it's the worst home loss of Brian Kelly's career as a coach. Damn. Uh, one of his worst losses overall. Yeah. Um, he really does not get blown out like that. Like, say much about Brian Kelly. It's not kind of pretty rare for him to actually get the shit, shit rocked at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, tough, tough year for these boys. I mean, I don't know. I I guess they have a competitive chance against uh, Florida next week, but this is a pretty tough season for LSU. Like, I, I don't know if they're winning more than eight games this year. Um... Yeah,
0: yeah. The the roster I think is not really where it needs to be, and and the uh, the Jaden Daniels thing has not really uh, produced. It, he's not been like unthinkably bad or anything. It's just not. It's not been what it probably needed to be for them to be seriously competitive against teams like this. Um, yeah. good showing for Tennessee. They, they, they came in and they knew that this could have been a, uh, a difficult spot and it wasn't, they, they took care of business. Uh, TCU 38, Kansas 31, really, really good football game. Really fun to watch. I, I watched all of this one really compelling. Likewise, um, yeah. d- frustrating that it ended the way that it did on I, back I think, to back. Missed penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Two pretty badly missed penalties, including the, uh, the game ender on fourth down was a pass across the middle and there was a, a pretty blatant tcu hold uh that was not called in the secondary and tcu ends up holding on to to win the game um i don't know that kansas like you know there's no way to know for sure if kansas finishes the drive in the end zone if it goes for two if it wins in overtime any of these things it's it's we don't know but like they were moving and tcu didn't really seem to have an answer for that offense in the second half um good win for TCU regardless. I, I I did not come out of this thinking that either team was significantly better than the other one. I think they were pretty pretty evenly matched. Um yeah. and uh for Kansas to be able to do this without Jalen Daniels for the second half, this was with Jason Bean, uh, is impressive. You know, they they didn't win, but backup quarterback steps in and, and looks pretty natural. He had a couple of throws that he would really like back, including a uh an incomplete wheel route to a halfback that on that last drive that uh, might have been a touchdown if he completed it. He was wide open. Uh and he just missed it just just uh, aimed it I guess. Uh but regardless I, I don't uh, my opinion of Kansas has not really been impacted here. I think that they are still very good. I think they're going to beat Oklahoma next week. Um and uh, TCU, I mean, they're they're, what are they six and zero? They five and zero or six and zero? I don't. Uh, uh
1: they're five and zero now. I believe they already had their bye week.
0: Yeah, yeah, five and zero. They they move the ball well. Offense looks good. Yeah. Defense. I still
1: keep waiting for the fraud charges to, to hit. I mean, yeah, I keep waiting for
0: it. I I'm, we got two back to back games here, two straight weeks that I think are going to be pretty helpful for for telling us that, to tell, telling us if TCU is really worth. Considering as a serious contender, or if they are more just, you know, doing what they need to do against teams that they are more talented than, because next week they get Oklahoma State at home, and then after that is Kansas State at home. Uh, those are tough games. The, those are those are those are go out and win them games. This one was as well, uh, and they did it, and good for them. They they sure. they were good I'm in just, this game. I'm
1: not buying it, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. just like a, 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 it still doesn't feel right to me. I know that I know that he... I know they won this game. They look good doing it. Quentin Johnson finally had a yeah, big breakout game. Holy shit, 14 uh,
0: catches, 206, and a touchdown. He was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, I'm just looking at this schedule. I mean, they still have Oklahoma State and Kansas State the next two weeks. Mm. Uh, they go to Texas and Baylor as well. Like, I'm just not – I don't think this team is actually good enough to win the Big Bowl. Do you?
0: No. I, I think that they are – Firmly good. I think both of these teams are good. Uh, I think we can say that. But are they good enough to beat the Oklahoma States and and the Texases of the world? I don't know. I don't don't think so. That would not be my assumption at this point. Maybe if some things go the right way. TCU has had an unbelievable amount of things go its way this season. Um, And I would have to think that that dries up at some point as well.
1: I am. I am praying on their. I'll be honest. I've become a TCU hater now. Yeah. I'm praying <laughs> on their downfall. I've gone back and forth on it, where I was like, well. You know, I didn't like them because of Sunny Dykes' move, and then I was like, "Well, I actually, Sunny Dykes is a good coach." I just kind of pissed at him about leaving SMU. Yeah. And now I'm back to hating on them again. They—they pissed me off. They're annoying me. Yeah.
0: They're—they're
1: uh, <laughs> they're probably the most Reddit team of the season uh, to me. They... I know it's, Kansas has lost, and people on Reddit have stopped paying attention to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it'll be TCU. Yeah, it'll be TCU. Yeah. Uh, That's—that seems fair. I—I I will. I'm looking forward to seeing them against Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I think those will be really yeah, interesting awesome. and instructive games. Um, last thing here: Kansas's wide receivers, man, very. Very good very very good very good in a weird way <laughs> they they're like it's a it's a strange bunch like Luke- they're good in
1: the marvin harrison jr way of just they they don't get any separation at all they just yeah. only win contested balls.
0: yeah i don't need it it's uh that's not for me i'm not uh i'm not looking for that <laughs> yeah the only real separation that they ever get is when it is schemed up uh which is pretty often they do that pretty well but they uh these guys are not like the fastest receivers in the world but they just they make really really impressive uh catches mason fairchild specifically the tight end had a crazy catch in the seam where he like at the last second completely whipped his body around to make the catch and it was it was it was his own fault that he had to do that but that he made the catch was still very impressive they are uh it's an athletic group in a really weird way, and I, I like that. Um, yeah, I think both of these teams are good. Good game. Disappointing that it ended like that, but not uh, not the end of the world. Mississippi State, 40. Arkansas, 17. Arkansas without KJ Jefferson. Um, we said it last week. We will say it again here. The injury reporting is out of control. It is. It, it, come on. It's, it's so <laughs> annoying. There were like 25 – starting quarterbacks this week who did not play um that uh i mean unless we just missed it which maybe maybe in the case of no i mean the kj one like
1: I, I i did watch that game and see he was injured last week and knew he was questionable but like yeah just go, like going all the way through warm-ups and being held out last second a lot of teams are doing this yeah I, like i've seen I, the only one i've seen comment on it directly i'm sure there's others out there if you guys have seen it please send it our way I have seen Pat Narduzzi directly say that it's because he doesn't want to give like bookies an edge to which, to which question I'd say, like, why, like, why yeah. do you care?
0: Why did, yeah. But
1: <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Like people are like looking for, you know, gambling and for, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess why are teams doing this now though? Why are they hiding so many injuries more than they used to? There's like the competitive advantage you're getting in this stuff seems so minuscule to me. Yeah. Um, did you have forcing a team to prepare that like they don't already have an assumption or like, What do you do? Are you changing your whole offensive playbook week one to week two because of an injury? Like, is that really what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I I, don't think so.
0: Yeah. Like Alabama did this with Bryce Young where it warmed up with Bryce Young and said that he was a starter and then he didn't play um it it happened in in several other spots the sec specifically had a lot of these this week will levis didn't play at kentucky um kj jefferson didn't play here it it is i I, it's you know there's a lack of oversight there's nothing that would force them to do this and local media certainly isn't going to do anything about it um but it is it's uh it's frustrating not as like a oh we want to be able to pick games better or things like that like it's frustrating because it would just be nice to know. It would be, <laughs> be nice ahead of time. We just
1: need to, to standardize to it to know yeah. like what is
0: going to happen or to to know like what to expect from a football game. Because yeah, obviously, Arkansas not having KJ Jefferson changes this game. Um, I think Mississippi State probably still wins. The Barry Odom defense is not good, uh, and Mississippi State has I think kind of turned a corner in its uh, offensive uh, abilities just in general. I thought Dylan Johnson looked good again at halfback. Will Rogers keeps making throws. Um, but it is still like it's just it's frustrating it's frustrating that a lot of these games are now we don't know who's going to play we have no idea who who's going to be playing it's not just a quarterback it's at every position uh where you go in saturday and an hour before the game it's like oh uh x star isn't dressed for the game it's like okay that's strange it's <laughs> nobody nobody told me nobody seemed to know about this until right now um It's frustrating. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know what the yeah. fix is. It's just. It's annoying.
1: I mean, like yeah, the idea is you can just standardize what the NFL does, right? Like the yeah. idea is once they move to, I'm sure what's going to happen is once they move to these uh kind of power two weeks to working towards, or even like some kind of power four situation. Whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the TV networks are going to start as they get more and more in bed with gambling. They're going to start mandating just uh reporting on this. They're going to make it a deal with the conferences. They have to include reporting injuries more as more standardized procedure. Yeah. Um. Which they should anyway, right? Like, I don't know. You see it all the time in the NFL. It's like very standardized now, of course. And I think it's probably the best one, best version of this. Yeah. Uh, Hockey's is the worst version probably in pro sports, which is like indefinite lower body injury. could be mm-hmm. out anywhere from four games to 45 games. Yeah, hard know. to say. <laughs> we, yeah, it'll be interesting
0: uh... to see how long this guy is out. We also don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, so I I like to see some more standardization of this. But ultimately I guess it's for the game itself between Arkansas Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh kudos to Mississippi State. I mean, they, they keep getting better as a team. Um, even if Arkansas is a lackluster program right now and I've shit on Barry Odom as he deserves to be shit on. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State keeps winning these games. Like they're they're doing very well so far this year. Yep. Um that loss to L S U was tough and and I but I think overall this is a team that has impressed me this season uh will rogers is is continue to beat the chargers every week mm-hmm. um and i think he uh I, I think this team has a chance to i don't know like they i mean i don't think it's out of reach to say a, a maybe a new year's six bowl is generous, but like a top 25 finish seems possible yeah they still have games at kentucky at alabama uh at ole miss and, and home against georgia left on the schedule uh, which is you know not great, but uh, they can win a couple of those.
0: Yeah, big couple of weeks here for them because they do go this next week to Kentucky, and then after that they go to Alabama. Um, I think that the Kentucky you game you split at th-
1: those. You're in a great spot.
0: Yeah, the Kentucky game at this point they kind of have to be favored, um, but Alabama trickier, <laughs> obviously, but still uh, it should be feeling good if you're if you're Mississippi State. They have looked they have looked the part. They have looked good since that LSU game. They have figured some stuff out offensively. A good win for them here, even with uh, Arkansas not being at at full strength. I will still give Mississippi State plenty of credit for taking care of business so comfortably. Uh, Speaking of taking care of business very comfortably, Texas 49, Oklahoma 0. Just beat the shit out of them. Just absolutely beat the shit out of them. Never competitive. Uh, Quinn Ewers was great in his return the texas offense in general looked really good but John robinson was great um and then on the other side of things oklahoma looked incompetent oklahoma looks completely incompetent they've they've they are it's terrible the, the, i mean, it's, the floor has fallen out there
1: absolutely uh the defense from brett is this like so far this season is just appalling like, yeah. like that's like the offense has not been uh perfect but the problem here is that it's his unit it is the, how bad the defense has been yeah um i wrote about this in my sunday hangover review but uh, over their last three games they have allowed 1762 yards and 145 points to three straight losses uh texas tripled them up on yards on the dot yeah uh it was 585 to 195. they couldn't even get 200 yards of offense in this game which is pathetic in its own right but they also let up almost 600 yards of offense to texas yeah um they were never competitive there was never a competition in this game uh, they had like one resident attempt where they were almost scored to make it like 28 27. Or, or, sorry, 28 to 7, I think it would have been. Yeah. Uh, and besides that, they were just not competitive the entire entire way. Um, they they weren't in this game at any point. They haven't been in this game at any point. And it's the worst Oklahoma team this century, certainly. Yeah. Like, they went eight and five a couple times under stoops, but you'd have to go back to like the 1998 John Blake program when he got fired to find the last time in Oklahoma he's been this bad. Yeah. Uh, and it's not getting easier the rest of the way. They still have a really hard schedule left, too, like by their standard. It's, it's, a uh, I mean, they're they're not going to have an easy go at this day. They're 3-3 three and three right now, uh, and they're still going. Uh, they have a home game against Kansas this week, which they're going to lose. Then mm. they're bye week, Then they go at Iowa State, home against Baylor, at West Virginia, home against Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech. Yeah. Like, they maybe win two of those games if they're lucky.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. They have
1: to be road games, right? They have to be road games at one of <laughs> Iowa State, West Virginia, or Texas Tech. So – not good. Your best case, I feel like you're going five and seven this year. You're not making a bowl game. When's the last time Oklahoma didn't make a bowl game? Uh,
0: it's been a while. I I would it probably would I'm be the, like John Blake. I would think it has it has been a minute. Um, obviously, Brent Venables will be in no immediate trouble because of this. Like, I don't think that Oklahoma is in a position to do that. I don't know that I would advocate for firing a coach after one season, no, uh, especially no. one as, as, uh, as big a name as, as that. But uh, Jesus, he's got to get his house in order here, like quick. God, I, I, I don't hey. think you can do this for very long at Oklahoma. I don't think that this is a sustainable place to be doing a long Rebuild and and maybe he won't. Maybe they'll be right back to where they were last, or uh, where they were you know next year. But this team is bad. This team is really bad. And I know they were without Dylan Gabriel here, but I really don't think it was going to make a huge difference. Texas was much better. Texas was was much 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 better, um, and uh, Oklahoma just looks like it can't really do much of anything. It's not it's not good at any part of the game right now.
1: No. Uh, also, to answer my own question, uh, they had a stretch where they missed five of seven bowl games mm-hmm. from 1992 to 1998 under uh, Gary Gibbs, uh, one year of Howard Schnellenberger, and John Blake. Yeah. Uh, and besides that, they have missed the bowl game one other time since 1970.
0: Jesus. Yeah. It uh, things could get pretty bad here for Oklahoma <laughs> if they don't if they don't find a way to pull out of this. If they don't find solutions going into next season, um, I'm sure that the talent will be you know uh, recovering a little bit they lost a lot of guys who were going to contribute to this team to the portal when lincoln riley left i get that and they're going to you know develop younger guys and they'll be better for it but not my problem yeah not my problem uh but also they're going to be going to the sec and i i think things could spiral here a little bit for for oklahoma um in a way that that program has not seen in in you know 30 years to go back to the the john blake era uh it's been a minute it has been a while since we have seen oklahoma in a place like this and i don't know what the solution is um but they have to be better they have to be much much better than they have been this season um i don't think things are going to get like you said any easier uh the rest of the way i it's it's it's, 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 i don't think this
1: team's making a bowl game dude i think it's not bad yeah i think they'd have to to make it on, on the uh what are the the academic rules basically? How how are they doing Yeah, I the think, APR. Know, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, APR, APR stuff.
0: I can't imagine that their APR is great then because of all the all the transfers and transfers, they, they have a yeah. lot of early departures. Um yeah, I, I, I would have to think that, that this is probably not going to be a bowl year for Oklahoma. Of course we'll say this and they'll go and, and beat our beat our favorite team in the world next week, but uh, I, I yeah, don't Yeah.
1: Well, what do you do? <laughs> Speaking of your favorite team in the world, Patrick, the Purdue Boilermakers win thirty one twenty nine at yeah. Maryland. Um, Hey man, the big 10 West has a fun little race going on now. Yeah. There are, uh, there are four teams in it. Uh, Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, and Nebraska are all <laughs> in the big 10 West conference <laughs> race. You think I'm joking? I am not. Nebraska is now two and one in the conference. Uh, they're in the mix
0: just like you draw it uh, up those are the four teams we were all expecting to be seriously contending in the big 10 west just how you just how you right. expect it um that's
1: right uh but no i mean yeah purdue really good win for them this game game's down to it i don't know if you watched this at all I, I caught the ending of it yeah i caught the end uh yeah maryland had a chance for a two-point conversion to tie they got it the first time called back on a kind of a questionable and eligible man downfield penalty they couldn't get the second one man up losing with you know 31 29 with uh no time left on the clock. Um, as you kind of lose every game, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, Classic way to do it.
1: Yeah, that is kind of the way most teams do lose games. Mm-hmm. No time left on the clock. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Purdue. I thought Adrian O'Connell was pretty good in this one. I thought Talia was pretty good in this one. Like I, I thought it was just a well played football game. Honestly, I, I don't want to like, shit. On, I shit on Maryland for losing this game. I thought it was a. I thought it was a pretty good matchup. Uh I was pretty impressed how both these guys played. Uh yeah. Talia had three touchdowns, three hundred and fifteen yards. Andokano on three sixty and two. Um it was just a fun football game. Like honestly, no complaints from me. I really neither team could run the ball for shit. It was just an all passing attack game. Yeah. Um, Maryland's receivers finally showed up for the first time all season. Uh Corey Ditches was fantastic. Uh Payne Durham really won the game for Purdue, though. They uh they had a dagger of a first down. Uh, late in this game where he caught the ball, ran for like 30 yards and carried three defenders. So their 15. Yeah. Um, just a huge play. Um, yeah. Awesome game. No notes. Uh, really fun big 10 football game. And uh, I'm glad these two teams played.
0: Yeah, yeah, big, uh, big win for Purdue. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll give Jeff Brahma a coach who I usually don't like. I'll give him credit here. He has. Uh, he has proven me wrong on on thinking that he can't just reload the passing attack with with new receivers every season. Uh, he can. <laughs> he can. It seems like it kind of runs itself. Um, they they uh, they make you play whack a mole defensively against this passing attack because. Maryland pretty much shut down Charlie Jones here, and it didn't matter because a whole bunch of other guys popped up. Payne Durham popped up. Uh, Marshawn Rice was making plays. T.J. Sheffield had some plays. Um, Tyrone Tracy had some plays. They they have a lot of guys, and Aiden O'Connell is really good at spreading the ball around. He is a very, very competent, very good Big Ten quarterback um and uh, and and Purdue I think one because of its ability to have new playmakers pop up at wide receiver when Charlie Jones was being doubled pretty consistently through the game uh and then also because of its run defense which we mentioned coming in as very good it was good last year it has remained good this year um and uh yeah they are absolutely a a threat in the west I, I'm really really curious about the the race among uh, Nebraska is technically in it, but I think we <laughs> kind of can, can agree that yeah. there's a top three there. Uh, a compelling well, maybe. I,
1: Yeah, I guess I, I guess certainly like. Well, here's the thing: is Nebraska plays Minnesota, I believe, this week. Uh, uh, Nebraska plays
0: Purdue this week. Nebraska goes to Purdue. Oh, this sorry. Week. Okay, just um, kidding. But, then,
1: then Illinois plays Minnesota this week.
0: Yeah. Um, so we kind of get kind of get a little bit of everything for this this. Uh, yeah but I guess the, the thing week.
1: here is that like if Minnesota's without Mo Ibrahim then Illinois is going to win again which means Nebraska is still right at there in it right like I mean yeah Nebraska won't go away baby they're <laughs> they're hanging in uh it's the Mickey Joseph effect you're hearing it more and more no yeah. but um uh what was I was gonna say yeah uh one thing I guess for producers took down the turnovers a little bit they were they did have to turn the ball over three times this game Just kind of kept Maryland in it kind of mm-hmm. stopped doing that you're gonna look a lot better um get more efficient but I'm excited to see the rest of the season for these teams I'm looking forward to seeing how the Big Ten West plays out yep um other game we had here texas tech 31 oklahoma state 41 took a rally from oklahoma state to win this game they were trailing for a good bit mm-hmm. at home against texas tech which was not something i advised to do uh <laughs> but they did they did ultimately win the game um i don't know man i'm still i know they're now like a top what seven team in the country after this there's they're, they're eight now uh according to the ap poll yeah come on it's not a top eight team <laughs> I, I, i'm watching the game but it's not a top eight football team
0: i i think maybe you need to give a little more credit to texas tech which i think is firmly competent uh like they they they've looked pretty good against good teams consistently this year they are not winning these games but they've they're not bad. They're not a bad team by any means. I don't think that it's They're that. They're a bad
1: team. But, I don't think but that look, it's like Oklahoma that State. shameful
0: to, to struggle with them for a little bit. And Oklahoma State ultimately put the game away. It was not a great Spencer Sanders game, but they uh, they they won in a little bit of a different way than we have seen from them this year. And that is something that I'm always going to be you know, not upset about seeing is when a, a team that, that uh, fashions itself as a contender, either at the conference or national level, uh, wins in a way that is different than their usual approach. I, I don't have issues with that. I think that that can be valuable.
1: Well, I'll give them credit here. They are uh, not credit. I'll give them an opportunity here. They do have the chance to just prove me wrong the next four weeks because they play uh, four consecutive. Sorry, uh, yeah, four consecutive ranked teams the next four weeks. Okay. So, uh, they go at TCU, <laughs> home against Texas, at Kansas State, at Kansas. Yeah. So four ranked teams, three of yeah. them on the road. Uh, hey, if you go three and one, then you're you're a playoff contender that yeah. stretch. So, yeah. So good luck to you, man. This if you don't. This conference rules. Protect. Yeah, this is a good. I still think it's gonna get sorted out a little bit. I think it's gonna come back to Earth, but it's been a really fun year so far. Yeah. Um are, are you still betting on Texas here? I think I am.
0: For for winning the winning the league. Yeah. I I don't know that I ever was. I don't know that I'm I I, I was not quite on that level with you. Um that they that Oklahoma State has that game at home is going to be I think pretty important. Uh, the other three that you mentioned are all on the road, which is really, really not ideal. That is, that's that's tricky. That they have to go to TCU, to Kansas State, and to Kansas. Those are three stadiums that will be full, that will be full, and will be loud, and will be difficult to play in. Um, I don't know that I have a pick in the Big Twelve right now. I don't know that I'm confident enough in any of these teams uh to to not you know stumble. Uh, I don't I none of them feel like they're all that separated to me. The top 5 or 6 all feels pretty close together. And so I I probably would still stick with Oklahoma State at this point just because I think they are the most proven commodity of the bunch in Texas. It's mm-hmm. just it's so hard for me to trust Texas because I have seen this before like a lot like pretty much every year for the last two decades basically. I have seen this from them. Um and so like, I know how good that offense looks and has looked at times and, and, and continues to look, and Quinn is back and all that. I, I get it, but also it's it's really hard for me to believe in Texas. It's really hard for me to believe in Texas. So I'm going to stay with Oklahoma State for right now, but I, I have no illusions about that being like a confident pick. It, it's more just somebody has to be at the top, and I think Oklahoma State is the team that I trust the most and know the most about at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, I will, of course, be be making fun of you a lot if you're wrong. Yeah, um, naturally, as, as we're want to do. <laughs> uh, our, our next game in this list, we have uh Buffalo thirty-eight at Bowling Green seven. Just to say, Scott Leffler is a totally cooked product. Get him out of here. Mm-hmm. No need for him to exist any further. Yeah. Um, That's all I want to say about this game. you have any thoughts besides that? Uh,
0: Buffalo is uh, good, I think. I think Buffalo might be good, which is not what we expected. (laughs) Good for them, happy for them. Uh, They run the hell out of the ball with Mike Washington. Uh, 16 carries, 159 yards and two touchdowns here. Ron Cook Jr. had another 17 for 91 and two touchdowns. Uh good about, for them. How about
1: how about this? How about running back Dane Cook Jr.? It's okay. Dane Cook's son by running back at Buffalo. All right. That would
0: that? be I mean that w- that would make sense. I, I think that uh, I think that we could I think we can make that happen. We need to make sure that Dane Cook has a child first, which can be arranged. We can we can yeah. make sure that that, that that comes about.
1: Yeah, imagine uh, you're born, you like you're you know, in the <laughs> You're in the primordial ooze. You're you're like waiting to be have your like you know form selected for your soul. Yeah. And you find out you're gonna become you're gonna reincarnated as Dane Cook Jr. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're not even the original Dane Cook. You're the second Dane Cook. That's uh, that's, that's, not so, what you want. that's not what you want. It's not what you want. All right. <laughs> it's like being uh, si- it's like being sixth in the royal family line to the crown. It's like okay, great, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm inbred, Except but you, I don't you, even I, get if if anything you're cool. Dane Cooks kid like.
1: They don't even give you kids the groom. You have to go find your own. Yeah, right. Like you have to go find your own children to groom. As yeah, well, you gotta the hunt Royals, them down. Them
0: he has been. Yeah, he's been locked out of uh, <laughs> Valhalla, out of pedophile Valhalla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, parody. Parody. Uh, what's
1: that? What's that? An LSU football game? Uh, yes. Just parody.
0: Non-actionable. Uh, all right
1: um oh, 32 at ucla 42
0: dude hey ucla kicks ass dude. yeah dude ucla is just fucking good UCLA is full-on really really good I, uh, I, we told you guys we told all of you yeah they have uh they have figured it out they, you know we were talking at the beginning of the season of like want to see more from the skill guys want to see for more from zach charbonnet specifically uh 22 carries 198 on the ground for with a touchdown uh against utah's run defense That'll, that'll, yeah, that, that answers the question. He's, that'll do it. Yeah, I he, think that'll do it. <laughs> I would say that'll do it. He's figured it out. That'll work. Um, not yeah. gonna, not gonna complain about that anymore. He was a, a, I mean, he, he looked like the fucking video of Derrick Henry in high school, right? Where <laughs> Everybody's like five foot seven and he's, he looks like he's about six, four and, and 250 pounds and he's just running through everybody. That's what Zach Charbonnet did here to one of the better defenses in college football they had no answer they had absolutely right. no answer for him well I,
1: I will say it comes back down to the problem we talked about in the preview though right which is like this utah defense is good and it's like very well coached but the they just don't have size and offensive front this year it's what yeah not used
0: to yeah much. they are they are without the top guys in the trenches that they really kind of need for the offense to be or the defense to be at its best um but uh yeah to to ucla's credit here 56 percent success rate 60 percent through the air I, I have not even mentioned dorian thompson robinson who has uh, he has taken the step i think that we wanted him to see he's not like incredible he's not a game-changing quarterback but he is damn good at operating that offense he just he does what he needs to do he pulls the ball when he needs to on options he is making smart decisions 18 of 23 for 299 five touchdowns with one interception that was at the end of the game and did not matter uh, mm-hmm. this was a more dominant UCLA win than the final score indicated, and the final score is pretty strongly in their favor. Uh, Utah got a, a late pick six, that that interception that I mentioned, to make it closer than it than it really was. Um, I think UCLA is the team to beat in the Pac-12. They have been the most impressive of the bunch. Uh, they yeah. look really, really good. They look really at, good at, at, really at everything. Before
1: we get into their, their big picture, I just want to jump in on, on DTR. I'd say he's basically elevated himself to the level of Hendon Hooker right he's become a hand and hooker quarterback for ucla which is all they needed him to be right which is like a very like you said an efficient accurate passer who does not turn the ball over very frequently uh and creates yards with his legs and through the air and and like that that this offense has such a different dynamic when he's doing that um that it's it's a huge credit to him for his improvement uh and also jake bobo i didn't have a ton of yards in this game Mm -hmm. but had two huge touchdowns for them one of the one of the best transfer receivers in the country one of the best he, transfers period
0: he looks like such a nightmare to have to deal with as a defense' <laughs> he's yeah. so just he's just big yeah man. what a weird guy to have to cover because he's so physically he is so big um I really like the way that they use him within this offense I just I really like the way that this offense is designed I've said it before uh, the yeah. passing game I think is really cool and, and and optimizes their talent in a really good way. Uh, the rushing attack obviously is what it is when it is cooking, and it has been cooking recently. Then um, I'll, I'll I'll say you know generally this is not a sentiment that we will that we will echo. We believe that uh, having more talent is better than having less talent. But I do think in the case of UCLA, everybody should probably just shut the fuck up about Chip Kelly's recruiting because it doesn't matter. He doesn't need it. He he's he's fine. It's uh it seems like he has pretty well proven it to this point in his career that he does not need to recruit at an elite level. He doesn't care, his offense doesn't call for it. Um, Well, I
1: guess the thing you get mad about is what I think he's going to do. is probably leave UCLA after this year for a different job and tell them to go fuck themselves (laughs) and figure out a way to win without Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jake (laughs) Bobo, or Zach Charbonnet. So, 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 good luck uh, next year, but Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) for this year, he's doing great. Oh God, I've just had a, a, uh, I've, I've blacked out and had a vision into the future of Chip Kelly, uh, Nebraska head coach, a job that he would do extremely well.
1: I put him on the hot board, dude. Yeah. I put him on the list for that. Yeah. The only problem is that Scott Frost is a good personal friend of his. I don't know if he'd take the job after they fired Scott.
0: That is fair. Do, yeah, I um, I I really like watching these guys play. I like Chip Kelly. I know he's an asshole. I know he's weird. I know that he's he's like, just just a a bizarre character. But I'm glad that college football has him. I'm glad that he's doing really 100%. well again. I I, I like when he's. Uh, I like when a Chip Kelly team is good. They're fun. This this team is really fun to watch, and, and that uh, I, I think they're going to keep winning. They get a bye week next week, and then they have a really, really, really important road trip to uh, to Oregon before getting Stanford at home. Uh, at Arizona State, Arizona at home as three pretty easy ones before the big game against uh, against USC in the the penultimate week of the regular season, and they close at Cal. Cannot wait. Um wait. Yeah. If I mean if they beat if they beat Oregon, it's a it's a one game season. It is absolutely a one game season. and Then we are looking potentially at playoff UCLA, which would be wonderful. Uh, I know that well, they. The part would that's
1: not... fascinating is that like you might get UCLA and USC playing each other in two out of three weeks because the, yeah. there's no divisions anymore in the Pac-12. Well, they, yeah. they got rid of the division set up, so. Uh, like you could have USC and UCLA both be undefeated in that game, and the winner doesn't even matter that much because they have to play again two weeks later.
0: Yeah, we would almost need uh, we, we would need USC to stumble somewhere before that, which I think is totally Surely possible because they, they have to yeah. go to Utah like this week, right? I I, I believe yeah. that that's this week. Um, Utah is as we have talked about not quite what it usually is, but I do think that you don't. Uh, I think they can still beat USC, basically. Um, But yeah, UCLA, really, really fun. Really, really good. Fun to watch. Glad that we were right about them, partially because I am selfish and want us to be right about things, but also because I just I like when they're good. I think it's fun. Uh, Wisconsin forty-two, Northwestern seven. I have no thoughts on this at all. Um, Northwestern is terrible.
1: Oh, I think it's just I, I Northwestern is terrible, but I mean, like I guess the question is how bad does it have to get to consider to make a change about Pavao Steril? I yeah. know it's not going to happen, but like it's really bad right now. Like I don't think they're weighing a the game the rest of the way. Yeah, I think they're going to finish one and eleven
0: uh are they okay with that do they care i mean i certainly wouldn't be (laughs) but i'm serious i'm a serious person and they aren't um i i I don't yeah man i mean it's really fucking bad it's really bad they they don't do anything well they they don't they don't even play defense anymore that was like their whole thing before and they don't do that at all I don't know, I, what is the point? What is the value of this? I know that he's an alum, if, I know he's been there forever, but Jesus Christ, he doesn't have it. They don't have it.
1: And it's clearly getting worse too, right? Because if you go back to like, if you, basically the last, if they do finish 111 this year, they will be uh, seven and twenty nine in the last three non pandemic seasons. Jesus Christ! So if you take out that twenty twenty season, they had, they did have a top ten finish. Credit to them. Yeah, but I, I'm not buying that as like a trend line. I think yeah, that's kind I mean,
0: of a yeah, Indiana also had a top ten season in twenty twenty. I, I it's, right. I'm not going to take a whole lot from twenty twenty. I think that that is a a, a wash for most teams. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's been bad for a while now. I don't know that he's going to pull out of this. I don't think he's going to um i think that they should go in a different direction and this is maybe not a great year to do that maybe you do wait one more year and then hope that next year's cycle is a little bit less big 10 west heavy you'd have to assume that it would be i don't know what jobs would even be opening next year other than like maybe iowa but
1: i mean go get somebody smarter than this right like hire you have all the money in the fucking world clearly you got this brand new facility you're in like one of the you're in the richest conference in the country yeah uh Go get somebody who knows the. like it's it's a winnable job. I'm sorry, like they can do better than this. I know, yeah. the, I know the history of the job has been, but that's no longer the history. Recruits don't remember that Northwest. I remember Northwestern that won ten games a couple times. Like, yeah, you can win at this program if you know how to recruit well. And the guy, someone who can advance this Pat, where if it's past where Pat Sheron was at, yeah. is what the answer is next.
0: Yeah, my my hand on the uh, on the coaching search uh, Ouija board has has led me to the game that we're going to talk about next and the coach in it that we're going to talk about next. For some, I don't really know why. It's just I'm I'm drawn to this as the guy who I would put at Northwestern, uh, Tulane twenty four, ECU nine, Willie Fritz. I think Willie Fritz would do great there. Oh, come on, I think he would do great I there. I think he would.
1: Ah, uh, well, to each their own. I, I don't know. That's not who I would pick. It's not the guy I would go for.
0: It's just, I can't, uh, that, that is the one that immediately comes to mind and I can't shake that it would make sense. Tulane is another smart school that has the, the higher academic standards. I think it would make sense. I think he's a good coach. I think it would work. Um, I, uh, we, we will talk about that job in more detail as as this continues to develop. But Willie Fritz is the yeah. first name that comes to my mind. Uh, Great win for them, by the way, this week. I mean, yeah. another,
1: another huge game for them. They keep winning games. Uh, they kind of, they took, they had to win some close ones first, some sloppy ones they kind of got lucky with. Yeah. I think it does start to kind of figure out what they have to do to win games clean.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they are becoming good. And, they they have, they are yeah. reaching good territory after they starting bought, the They bought time. Lucky. And also yeah.
1: like we talked about with like uh, San Jose State in 2020, right? Like, Sometimes a team needs to get some lucky wins to build confidence, to use that confidence to become actually good. And that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, like they, a they, they, count the they, they count all the same. They count all the same. It does not matter if you won it lucky or if you want it from being good. And they have gone from winning lucky to winning good. They were they were much better here. Um, offense looked good. Michael Pratt returned and completely outclassed Holt Naylor, who was one of the better quarterbacks in the AAC. Um, the offense looks good. They have they have figured some things out in the passing game. Deuce Watts looks really good at wide receiver. Uh, Jaquan Jackson as well I like quite a bit. Shea Wyatt. <laughs> They've got good dudes out there. They've got good players, and I'll, I'll give them credit. I, I did not like the shift that they have made offensively. I did not think that it made sense, but Michael Pratt has gotten it done, and the, these receivers have gotten it done, and that's – uh Good for them. I, I like Willie Fritz. I like Tulane. I'm I'm glad that they are that they are succeeding. That they are doing well. Um, ECU on the yep. just on the other side of things, man, disappointing. Disappointing again from Mike Houston, who I I'm I'm losing faith in. I'm losing faith in Mike Houston's ability to to get them to the next level. I, I they really should have done it this year and they've not. Um, this is now. Let's see uh two losses in their last three AAC games. Uh this one to Tulane. They sure. beat USF last week and then they lost to Navy in overtime two weeks ago. Um they they just haven't done what they needed to do. They've not they've not been there. They get uh two I guess three, four five Jesus, yeah, five straight games here that uh would give them a chance to prove some things that, that are pretty important for them. All pretty tough games. They go. Uh, they're they're going to host Memphis next week. They get UCF at home after that. Then they go to BYU, then to Cincinnati off of a bye week,
1: Man. and then they host I mean, Houston
0: to end that five game stretch. That, um, that
1: team's not making a bull game. It's not going to yeah. happen for them. Yeah,
0: they needed to get a lot more out at the start of the season than they did. It, it needed to be 5 so the, and 1 or 6 and 0 oh going into the, probably yeah. and so the that. probably 5 1. The question
1: then is like, what are you building towards here? Like, what are you, if you're ECU, what are you building towards this point? He's already 17 and 22 in his career. Yeah. Um, it'll be his third out of four seasons he's not made a bowl game. This was supposed to be a year with a lot of guys coming back to grow and kind of, you know, have a chance to be competitive in this in this league and it's just not happening for them. So, like, when is it going to happen? Like, What is going to change to make it happen? I don't see it. Like, I don't see what this guy is supposed to like. I, I, he was a great coach, James Madison. He was great at the Citadel, great at Lenore Ryan. He has a track record of being a winner. But I think it's clearly not happening here for you for, for ECU. I think they have to consider a change.
0: Yeah, especially because a team that is going to be joining your conference next year, uh, pretty much in your backyard in Charlotte, is going to be making a hire. I would assume, and, and they uh, they very well could eat your lunch if you're not if you're not active here as ECU. And I think that they need to be very very cautious of that. I would be uh, yeah. the the leash the leash has to be short here. If if he does not get some serious results out of those next five games, like two and three or three and two even. Uh, it, it might be, you, you might need to look into a change because Charlotte is going to be a hot commodity in that area. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, you cannot afford to let them get a really good coach who you might want, like a Jamie Chadwell. Um, You can't I'm, do that. I'm just
1: learning for the first time, by the way, that uh, the stadium at ECU is called uh, Rowdy Dowdy. Okay. <laughs> Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. They call it Rowdy Dowdy. Love, Love that.
0: Love uh, that. Toledo 52, NIU 32. Um, we will. uh I, At least I will. I don't know about you. I will. Uh, unfortunately, give Jason Candle credit. These guys are good. I think that they are too good for even him to fuck up. Yeah. uh Dequan Finn is efficient. How
1: about, how about Jason Roman Candle? This guy's popping off this year.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, Dequan Finn is efficient. He is very, very good with his feet. He has locked into the offense pretty well. The offense in general looks good. Jaquez Stewart on the ground played well, 11 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. The receivers are good. Defense looks good. Um, NIU did not help itself here with four turnovers, but Toledo has not uh, has not had the pants shitting that it usually has. It should have won the San Diego State game and didn't, but. That does not ultimately matter for their goals, which are just exclusively conference-related. And mm-hmm. all of those are very much on pace at this point. They are they are well on track to win their division, win the league, and, and do so pretty pretty handily, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, I'd be surprised they don't win the match. Is that crazy to say? That w-
0: It would be a disappointment, certainly, if they don't, because nobody else yeah. really looks... I mean, <laughs> Kent State just lost to Miami. That was sort of the top competition. Um, I don't think Miami's especially good. And, and so... Yeah, I don't know who it would even be. Central Michigan has been horribly disappointing. I guess EMU, right? You know, and that that maybe did they beat Western Michigan this week? I didn't yeah, see they did. Game. They they beat the hell out of okay. them. Uh, they are they're four and two, but yeah, it, it's a league that really has not been. I mean, I guess Buffalo <laughs> at this point. Right, and top they do have a road at
1: Buffalo in two weeks.
0: That'll be fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got two straight fun ones. I think they get Kent State this week and then at Buffalo. Um,
1: maybe it's three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, either maybe, way, it'll be fun. In there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, um, the... but either way,
1: yeah. I mean, this is the chance. If they do win the league, it's a second conference title and six bowl appearance in uh, in eight years there. That's a pretty goddamn good track record. Yeah. I think that's the kind of winning the. I mean, it's not great, but it, it it can get you a power five job if you play it right. Yeah. If you. I mean, um, if if
0: it's it would be a power five job that didn't do their homework basically because you should be doing better than that at at Toledo at, at Kent State. That's a fantastic resume, but at Toledo going seven and six, like four straight seasons is not super impressive to me. They really should have won more conference championships than they have. Um, But I, I suppose, to get back on that track is a lot better than not to do it. So so credit credit to him for that. Nightmare would...
1: scenario here is Lance Leipold does take Wisconsin and then Jason Candle gets the Kansas
0: show. Oh God. Yeah. No, please. <laughs> Kansas, please no. Please don't <laughs> do that. Um I don't I don't want to think about Kansas opening yet, but if it uh if it inevitably does, we will certainly have a premium episode about that. And, and Jason Candle Will not be a candidate on our list because we are not stupid. Uh, Arizona State forty-five, Washington thirty-eight. Um, I didn't see this when I was covering a game live. I don't know what happened here. Um, this I, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't I don't understand this at all. What what the <laughs> fuck happened here?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, they blew it, right? They just they yeah. just uh they they absolutely freaked it. Uh, Michael Penix um was. Not very good to be honest. I mean, he completed like 60% of his passes, but he was averaged less than six yards in a temp. He threw a pick. Yeah. Uh, he was harassed pretty frequently, if I recall correctly. I got to check the, uh, and the defensive stats here. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess Arizona State only had one sack and four quarterback hurries. So it wasn't like he was, uh, under a ton of pressure, but he just doesn't really move the ball very well at all. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, Arizona State uh, kind of just in the second half kept pace the whole time, right? Like mm-hmm. they they just didn't uh, they didn't flinch, right? Like even when uh, Washington tied it up thirty eight all with was what was that like five minutes left? No, uh, twelve minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came back down and scored right again, and then they forced a a, a, uh, a turnover on downs for Washington, uh, and another one after that. They just didn't let them kind of win the game. They just they just held out and uh, and kept forcing stops. They needed them. Um, they scored when they needed to. I don't know where the fuck this Arizona state team came from. It's certainly not people like all season. Yeah. Uh, but credit to them for doing what they had to do. Um, they weren't even that good. I don't know. Like they, they like they weren't, I didn't come away like impressed by Arizona state. Uh, speaking for myself, like they just kind of were, they won the game. I, I guess
0: yeah. it's kind of the only way. I, yeah. Like, they, they, they did it. somebody had to win and they did. Um, yeah, there weren't
1: a lot of turnovers. Like each team only turned the ball over once. It was kind of just someone had to win the
0: game. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this kid's name, but the uh, they 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 had a different quarterback in this game than Emory Jones, who was seven of nine for sixty-one yards. Trenton Bor- Borget Borgay, uh, who is a, a redshirt junior, not like a new member of the program or anything, but he was fifteen of twenty for a buck eighty-two and three touchdowns. He was good. He stepped in and he was he was really good at quarterback. Yeah. Um. The 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 main the main thing here. Uh, watching the you know the the condensed version of this game is that we talk about a lot uh, we talk a lot about Caleb Williams struggling with heavy zone defense with uh, dropping seven dropping eight into coverage. Uh, I'm gonna put Michael Penix in that territory as well because that was UCLA's solution. Um, judging by the pressure stats here, that was Arizona State's solution. I think that Washington is going to need to find a way around that because they have really struggled with with uh, uh, you know, dense secondaries that, that the offense does not seem to work especially well against heavy zone stuff. And that can kill you. If, if you, if, if something like that gets out and if Arizona state is aware of it, uh, everybody else is too. And you, you got to find some counters to it. You got to find some answers because they've not had them the last two weeks. Um, and uh, things have, things have spiraled here a little bit for a team that looked really promising to start the year. Georgia tech yeah. 23 Duke 20 in overtime. Georgia Tech is, is 2-0, and right? Under under Brent Key.
1: It's true. Uh, they are legally 2-0. You have to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he has gone 2-0. Uh, disappointing loss for Duke. And, and also the other thing to mention here, Georgia Tech, not only are they 2-0, uh, they now control their own destiny in the ACC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are they sit alone at two and one they have wins over the only other one loss teams in the division of Duke and Pitt they beat Duke uh-huh. and Pitt back to back weeks they still have a game against North Carolina so if they, they <laughs> control their own destiny for a chance at an ACC title game which is wonderful. very very funny wonderful I mean um, you'd
0: have to hire him at that point obviously I'm, I'm that that easiest thing in the world to say you would have to if hire him he makes him. a
1: bowl game you have to
0: hire him yeah I,
1: I, if you if he wins like two more games you probably have to hire him
0: yeah he Brent Key is uh, for those of you un initiated. I believe he is a he's an alum, right? He you think he played their um long time offensive line coach, I want to say. Um
1: okay, sure, I'm taking your word for it. I'm not doing any research.
0: Let me uh, uh, let me let me pull up the actual resume here. I'm, I'm speaking they, on They on... get
1: a uh, they kind of get uh they have a bye week, but it's a short bye week because they play uh they play Virginia on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh not this coming week but the week after. Uh, and then go to is this a sunday game uh i think no, some sorry of the, back to saturday i think Tuesday,
0: some of the really? schedules are, are fucked up it seems like some of the dates are wrong on on the uh on, on some of the schedules um uh, either way they, they only play two games over the
1: next like 24 days mm-hmm. uh so and, they, and they're uh home against virginia at florida state if this team goes to i think if they split those games yeah uh, if you're four and four after eight weeks, you have to be fucking thrilled at Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Brent Cre- Brent Key, just for a little bit of reference, he did play at Georgia Tech. He was a right guard under George O'Leary. He spent a lot of his early career under O'Leary. He was an, an assistant for him at UCF for a while. Um, and then he spent three years as Alabama's offensive line coach, and he has been with Georgia Tech for the last four um, really fun. There was a. I, I don't know if they've put out another one this week, but last week there was a really great video of him giving the the post game like locker room speech, um, uh-huh. and you could see just like how sort of emotional he was and how excited he was about this. Uh, really cool. I, I like to. I like to see that. I'm I'm pulling for him. I'm glad that they. How about
1: have... uh, how about this? How about they call him Brent Keybump to give this team a boost of energy? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely good. Uh, good for them. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad that they're getting to have this success and that they are... Uh Going to win the coastal, it seems, because somebody has to fucking do it. Uh, that's, Someone uh, has to do that's it. That's good. I mean, I
1: don't think they're actually going to win the coastal. They're probably going to find a way to lose these games. I would like,
0: assume. Like, yeah, they, I don't think Georgia Tech is actually you. good. I'm under no illusions that they're actually good, but it but is still funny if, if they, they these
1: win games. Like, look, here's the thing: is they can win that Virginia game. Virginia is terrible.
0: Absolutely, they can like, win the Virginia game. Yeah. So at <laughs> that
1: point, if you have three wins in a row and another long break before you play your next game, like that's real momentum. Yeah. Like, like that's not a small thing to to have. Like, yeah, the you. the like, the talent gap
0: is not that wide from some of the other teams in the coastal. It's not like they have to go beat Clemson and NC State and Wake Forest to win their division. Like it's not that big of a talent gap. It's it's a talent right. gap, but it's not huge.
1: Yeah, I mean you find a way to like you know, beat Virginia, be competitive against Florida State. All of a sudden, the rest is in front of you, baby. Like the whole thing's yeah. wide open.
0: Man, that would uh, be such a fun story. Like I, I am, I am rooting for that just because that would be so fun if, uh, if Georgia Tech, you know, fires its coach and then turns it around and wins the their their division. That would be so cool. Like I, I again, I don't expect it, but that would just. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm excited thinking about it. That would be really fun. I, I hope that yeah. that. I hope that that comes to pass. Uh, North Carolina 27, Miami 24 um
1: what a fucking game dude. yeah i mean
0: like what it's like just a
1: one of those games against someone did have to win yeah um neither team really wanted to as far as i could tell uh two really bad football teams that are that i don't appreciate or respect <laughs> whatsoever yeah um <laughs> i guess there was that cool like uh drake may falling down touchdown catch mm-hmm. but I I saw
0: that. I saw like all of the usual suspects, like the Bleacher Reports and the PFFs, tweeting at, tweeting that, and tweeting it like, "Oh my God, what a play by Drake May!" Like, I don't know that it was really. No, that's blind (laughs) luck.
1: It's absolute blind luck.
0: (laughs) it's uh, a that was, that was, uh, um,
1: a play you would tell your quarterback to never make
0: yeah that was a that was a West Virginia versus Pitt style uh completion there like where uh JT Daniels had like five of those against Pitt in in week one yeah. that was one of those where it's just like yeah I mean it worked but I don't know that anybody is really deserving of credit for it <laughs> just I, I will say that on happens. the other hand
1: uh Tyler Van Dyke did have a very cool touchdown pass I don't know if you saw this where mm-hmm. and again this is not Tyler Van Dyke credit I you know I don't like him I'm yeah. just saying uh he did like stiff arm a, a north carolina defensive end uh, who was on his body as he was throwing a seven yard touchdown pass that was pretty cool yeah uh he had 500 yards and three touchdowns yeah i i uh, almost
0: uh impressive from him to to put that up he threw 56 passes i almost right, do want to eight. use that to say like miami's running game is embarrassing Thirty-two so percent success rate on the ground against this defense—it's embarrassing. I don't know how it got that bad. It's not even like they have running backs here. Henry Parrish Jr. and Jalen Knighton are good running backs—at least they should be. Well,
1: they were good recruits. Yeah, they they, I mean,
0: they, they they should be. In theory, they should be good running backs. Henry Parrish Jr. was productive at Old Miss. I'll, I'll give him—I'll give him credit for that. Um, but this offensive line—I mean, that's that's the that's Cristobal's thing, and this offensive line is just horrible. It really wasn't supposed to be that bad this year, right? Like this was supposed to be a an eight and four, nine and three kind of team, and they look awful. They look really, really bad. They were at least more competitive here than they have been, but they still didn't win against the North Carolina team that is just just. I think they're five and one and they're not good. They look like shit. They've looked, it's one of the worst five and one teams I've ever seen. Um, But they're, they're here. (laughs) They, they've done it. Um, Just uh, not really very impressive from, from either, either side of this. Uh, It's, it's bad. It was, it was junk food and that, that can be enjoyable, but it was not a, not an actually good football game.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, North Carolina is now very amusingly somehow five and one. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, hilarious. And now like has a pretty, they they may end up being eight and one right now. Like they, they go at Duke uh, by week home against Pitt at Virginia. Like they should be favored all three of those games, the rest yeah. of the stretch. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to be talking about like an eight and one top 15 North Carolina team. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, of going course. To beat down at Wake Forest. That'll be fun. I mean, that'll be fun to see, I guess, but Um. I don't know, it's I, I guess this is like we made fun of Mac Brown in the offseason for getting all those recruits that were doing anything with them. I guess he's doing something with them kind of. Like they're yeah. here he's winning junk food games, which is better than he did before. Yeah,
0: so. at least at least they're not losing them. That is we can we can give them that compliment. Uh UTSA thirty-one, Western Kentucky twenty-eight. Uh congratulations to UTSA on winning the USA again because they are not going to play another one score game this season. Uh the back six of this schedule is FIU North Texas UAB. Louisiana Tech, Rice, and uh, UTEP. Their season is done. They have finished the season. They are they are going to go ten and two. Uh, good for UTSA. Um, fun game. Hey, did
1: you see Bill Connolly's tweet about uh, about one score games with uh?
0: I did not. With Western Kentucky. No, I did uh, not. Let
1: me pull it up here really quick. Um,
0: um, while you do that, I will say this was uh, Western Kentucky was able to keep this close at the end to 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 make it a one score game, and Austin Reed played well. The offense in general was good, but UTSA did have a pair of fumbles lost in this game, and I I don't think that it was actually really as close as the final score indicated UTSA does enough to win Frank Harris I thought played well Brendan Brady played well Um, but uh, he and Traylon Smith both had fumbles Uh, Smith had two Brady had one each lost one Um, if that doesn't happen this is not this is not anywhere near as as close as the final score here Uh, UTSA was better they're the best team in the queue so they are they are still very good just like they were last year
1: yeah, um, I, I guess over their last. Sorry, really quick here. Uh, he deleted the tweet. But I'm just pulling the number out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Western Kentucky is now 0 three in one score games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they went one, two, three, four. uh They went 0 and four last year. They're now 0 and seven in their last one score game. Last seven one score oh, games. Oh no! <laughs> uh, if you go back to the year before that. Oh no. <laughs> uh I guess they were. They were three and two the year before that. So okay. even then, they are now they're now three and nine in their last uh, last 12 one score games.
0: Man, yeah. that's uh, I guess you can swing that as a positive of it can't possibly continue on this. Like it will eventually turn around and <laughs> they will start to win one score games. But Jesus, man, Tyson Helton's star would be so much brighter if <laughs> just wins a one yeah. score game. And I don't just win I don't a think, one think score it's like game, Scott Frost. I don't think it's Scott Frost syndrome either
1: where it's like he's finding a way to lose them. They're just tough games. Like they're just, in fact, I think if anything, like they're less talented and are getting close by virtue of like how well they're playing.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That, that, that would be, that would be frustrating for sure. I I think Western Kentucky is firmly the second best team in the CUSA, but UTSA is better. UTSA was better here in the, uh, one more comfortably than the final score indicated. They were probably 10, 13 points better, I think than, than Western Kentucky. Uh, they're good. Very good program. Um Utah State 34 Air Force 27 this was the game that I was covering as I do every week for Utah State at the Eggship. Um the I I said in the in the preview coming into this that I think Utah State might have something for them. Uh they did. They have they have completed a what was a, essentially a 3 week process of uh, gradually playing more of a football game. They played exactly one very good quarter against UNLV. They played a good half against BYU, and they played a good game here. They played a, a full game. They, uh, they they threw the ball well. Cooper Legat, quarterback, has been a revelation. He he threw the ball well. Brian Cobbs was fantastic on the outside. Uh, they ran well. They <laughs> are now—a I, I just a, a stat that I pulled leading into this game— uh, Air Force is very good fullback, Brad Roberts. He when he rushes for at least a hundred yards, as he did here, he had uh, buck thirty six on twenty nine carries. Uh, when he does that in the last three years, the three years that he has been their starting fullback, um, they have now lost, including this game, uh, twice in I want to say fourteen games where he had at least hundred yards. It might be even more than that. Uh, so I believe they're twelve and two. Both of those losses are to Utah State <laughs> this year and last year. They're the only team that can beat Air Force without stopping. Brian Roberts. They don't need to. It doesn't matter. Um, great, great game for them. Much needed. Uh, they they had been they had been like I said working to this. They looked fantastic. Uh, they were they were the better team. They closed it out when they needed to. Defense did what it needed to do. Um, this is your new as funny as it sounds because they're two and four. This is your new Mountain favorite. I think I, I, I'm not confident in Wyoming. I'm not confident in Boise State. Uh, and those are the only other teams in the conference or in the division who are really even worth thinking about with Colorado State and New Mexico struggling. Um, Utah State controls its own destiny in the conference and and could very well rattle off six more after this one and and be right back in yeah. the conference title game. Uh, great win for them. Very, very impressive.
1: But also want to say, I mean, Air Force, one of the more disappointing teams in the country, right? Like, yeah. It's been like, I mean, like really underperformed for a couple weeks, I guess, from them.
0: Yeah, the, the offense has not been quite as dynamic as I think they were hoping for it to be. And the defense the defense especially has been disappointing. The defense really needed to be better than it has been. Um I think the uh the the loss of uh is it John Radzinski, Is that his name? Um That's right. To uh to Virginia has has hurt them. They still have pretty good counting stats, but that is a result of the triple option more than it is of them being good on defense on a down-to-down basis. They are not impressive defensively. And that, uh, that bore out in this game. So good, uh, very, very good win. Very important win for Utah state. Uh, disappointing from, from air force this season, uh, Texas state 36 app state 24. I don't know. I don't know this. I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense to me. My eyes go out of focus when I look at it. Um, I don't really have a ton to say about this. Just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a disappointing year for this team overall. I mean, they yeah. just completely under delivered in every capacity. This game is by far the worst example of it. But but this just
0: it's disappointing. It can't happen. It yeah. can
1: never happen. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you're very state, disappointing. You know, like, from you're, you're the most talented team this conference are close to it every single season. Um, they're now three and three on the year. Uh, and they still have games to go, uh, like at Coastal and at Marshall and at Georgia Southern. Uh, like, like, this they get, not, like, yeah, they get they...
0: Georgia State at home after a bye week on the on the 19th, a midweek game as well. That is not going to be easy either. Uh, they yeah. they have they have five conference games left against five at least competent teams. They they lost to the worst team in the conference uh, yesterday, and that that is not. It's not good. They have blown opportunities at at wins that they really should have had. They should have beaten North Carolina. They should have beaten James Madison. They didn't in either game, and and now they are also losing games that they really shouldn't. Um, Sean Clark, disappointing. Very, very disappointing. We have not been especially high on him in general, and he is not – he is not doing with this program what you should be doing with this program, I think, as a as a coach. He is in he's firmly in the Ryan Silverfield territory. I don't like him. I don't mm-hmm. think he's doing a good job. Uh USC 30, Washington State 14. This is the exact same game that USC has played every week. Uh Caleb Williams is just not he's just not what people think he is. He's fine. He's he's a fine quarterback. He's okay. Uh Travis Dye kind of rescues them here. Cam Ward started really hot and then completely fell apart. Uh, He was, like, 10 of 13 for 150 or something a quarter into the game and then had nothing going for the rest of the game. Um, I think Washington State is competent, but this is just... USC has won this way for, like, a month now. Uh, I I don't have a ton to say about it beyond that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it just it has to end soon right i assume when they play utah it has to end yeah uh, i, I the, it things. feels
0: like there is a uh, you know a, a luck running out for them spot because you can't i don't think you can get away with this every single week where you just don't they don't seem to have that ed- that edge to really put games like this firmly away they're winning they're winning with talent um but it doesn't seem like they do anything that is really dangerous enough to make me think that they're not going to slip up at least once or twice before the ucla game comes around
1: Sure, sure. Um, I tend to agree with you. I mean, even if they do, I, I think he still is going to beat them, right? I just I think I've seen enough now that to know USC is not a playoff team. That's, yep. that's all I need to know from that. Yeah. yeah the defense um,
0: is not on that level and the offense is not as good as it would need to be to uh, to make up for yeah. it, I think.
1: How about here? The next one we have one of the most embarrassing losses of the season South Carolina 24 at Kentucky 14. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky here uh, under Mark Stoops, like this is the exact kind of game they pride themselves on not losing. Yeah. He talks shit about the South Carolina team in the offseason. He made fun of Shane Beamer for uh doing a stupid dance and wearing stupid sunglasses and and then kind of walked it back pretended it wasn't about Shane Beamer yeah. but it obviously was yeah and then South Carolina posted a video in the locker room after the game of Shane Beamer wearing his stupid sunglasses doing a stupid dance talking mm-hmm. about Mark Stoops. Uh I don't care you didn't have a Levis. I don't care that there was you know, kind of some difficulty here protecting the quarterback. Uh you're Kentucky this is what you're supposed to do. Like they everything they they pride themselves on they didn't do well. Right? The Russian attack was pedestrian. Yeah. The offensive line was allowing pressures the defensive the past defense was very undisciplined and kind of several big plays. I believe uh, there were three plus catches, three catches of 25 plus yards for South Carolina in this game. Um, Kentucky did not look like Kentucky, and they lost the game. Uh, and they should be. This is a really tough loss for them. This should not happen. Um, it's one of the worst losses of the season, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think that we were correct in the in the off season of our instinct uh, with the new offensive coordinator hire there, um, whose name I am I am pulling up. Uh, of being skeptical of that, of not thinking that it was really an especially good uh, it's, uh Liam hire. No they lost. No, Liam it's, Cohen. it's it's Rich, right uh, right. it's Rich Scangarello, uh it's Rich Scan Scan who is like, a, he was like an NFL guy. They they were trying to just do the exact same thing that they did with Liam Cohen Again, and uh, copy our, of a copy. Our, we talk about it all the time
1: you cannot be hiring Italian offensive coordinators
0: yeah doesn't work they just they, there's it's incongruent it does not it does not they can't good function one. they
1: don't exist
0: yeah can't happen uh you're hearing it more and more folks you can't do it now head coaches whatever it, it can go either way but offensive coordinators right. does you don't want to do it defensive coordinators it's good you want to you want to hire Italian defensive coordinators but offensively it just—I uh, mean, even their soccer league is like that. They don't score. They only play defense. You shouldn't be doing it. Right. Can't can't have it. Um, yeah, embarrassing, embarrassing from Kentucky. South Carolina turned the ball over four times. Three fumbles lost. Uh, Spencer Rattler was not good by any means. He was he was pretty pedestrian. But uh, the offensive line for Kentucky has been very disappointing, and they they just uh, they didn't have it. They they did not have it. They were. They were beaten by a team that didn't play especially well, and that is that's bad. That's really really bad because this is not a team that is more talented than Kentucky. Kentucky, Will Levis or not, I get that they didn't help Will Le- Levis, but they have not done what they needed to do this season with Will Levis either. They they should have beaten Old Miss. They should be in a much better place right now than they than they actually are. It has been very disappointing from them. Uh, Notre Dame twenty eight, BYU twenty. Uh, Jaron Hall did not play very well here. He did not look like himself. There were miscommunications in the passing game pretty frequently. Gunnar Romney and, uh, Puka Nakua were pretty much non-existent. I thought Notre Dame schemed him up really well. And, uh, Notre Dame did enough on the other side of the ball to get it done. Good game for Michael Mayer, good game on the ground. They just, just moved them. They established themselves and, and, did not ever really go away from it. BYU kind of tried to sneak back into the game, but Notre Dame was pretty dominant here. Impressive win from them. Impressive turnaround in these last couple of weeks from a start of the season that looked drastic. I- I- drastically bad. It looked, looked really bleak, and they have uh, they have figured some things out, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that uh, they kind of get, like you said, bought themselves enough time to kind of get back in this and, and, and have some answers, but... I don't know. I still don't really have my opinion on the program hasn't changed, right? They still yeah. ultimately need to move on from Tommy Reese. Like I, I think that's kind of the answer to the end of the day is it's time to shake can him. Yeah the no? the quarterback
0: uh, the quarterback position is still an issue for them. Even if Drew Pine was doing enough to win these games, it is still it's not where it needs to be if they want yeah. to be able to do what they want to do. Well, the good news is the defense looks great. Like, yeah. like the defense is doing
1: what it was supposed to do. Um, they had two sacks in this game. Uh, I don't have the pressure where you pulled up enough a game on paper right now, but. Uh, it seemed like they were doing pretty well on defensive havoc. Um, Jaron Hall held to 120 yards passing. The Russian attack was was pretty limited as well. Yeah, ha- um, havoc
0: percentage was 11. They, it's 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 good. That's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, um, they have been they have been playing very well. I think on defense, it's just a question of waiting to see if the offense can ever catch up. If they can ever find a passing attack consistently. Um, BYU pretty disappointing result for them. I mean, just yeah. with your team finally getting healthy having this performance is pretty tough. Um, Goes that way sometimes. I don't know what to say. I mean, I think BYU is kind of not really doing what we hope to see from them this season. Um, I'm kind of after this and um, yeah, I don't know. This is D- your disappointing
0: you're in the state lost. of in the state of utah for college football i think yeah, overall these teams have yeah, not all been, three teams really yeah these teams have not been what we wanted them to be and really only one of them seems to be trending in a in a in a direction of a that would be more positive and that is the one with the worst record of the bunch that's not really nationally relevant in utah state very funny very <laughs> funny that that is the way that this has gone not what people expected coming into the season certainly not what we expected um, disappointing for, for BYU, which really should be doing, I think more than it than it has this season. Um, I will also mention Notre Dame is going to be five and two with a road trip to Syracuse on the 28th because they get Stanford at okay. home and then UNLV at home the next uh, next two weeks. and then at Syracuse and then they get Clemson at home uh, right after that two uh two pretty big ones for them for for probably for the future of the program that clemson game is going to be a, a nightmare just a terrible football game really 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 bad really not fun to watch <laughs> um, yeah uh
1: i mean man i don't know i'm praying on. Sy- i'm praying for syracuse i'm hoping they can make something happen but that we'll would
0: see. be that would be good uh illinois nine iowa six brett bielema stays on the warpath um, not not a not a good game from Illinois. Not a good game from either one of these teams. I if I was one of these teams, I would not claim this result. Uh, personally, I would not I would not take responsibility for this. But uh, Illinois was better. Illinois did the Iowa thing better than Iowa did, which is what Illinois has done all season. Is that it? It, it yep. takes your form and then beats you with it, which is very very funny. It's a very mean yeah. way to do things. Um, well,
1: specifically, they he just showed up in Big Ten West and said, Hey, there are like of these seven programs us and four others want to do things the exact same way. I mean, yeah. the two teams aren't that good. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, he basically so,
0: his bet is that he thinks he can do it better than these than the the other coaches who are trying to do it. Like and you he's said, right. there are yeah there are three or four other programs that try to do this and he thinks I can build the program better and I can manage the game better than they can. And yeah, he's right. He, he can. Absolutely. He can. He is, right. he is as one long of as the... he
1: can get Ryan Walters or a coordinator like him to run yeah. his defense, he's correct.
0: Yeah. And that, <laughs> I mean, given the success that Walters has had here and the success that you can have opposite that offense, it's an offense. That's very, very kind to defensive coordinators. I have no reason to think he can't keep doing that. Even after Walters departs for presumably a bigger job, a head coaching job uh, here at some point. And uh, yeah, I have no reason to doubt that 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 Brett can continue to build this up into a uh, a pretty reliable program. It's you know the Big Ten dynamic is going to change a little bit with the uh, dissolution of the divisions and with the addition of the two Pac twelve teams. But uh, well, the, the division
1: I, thing is not confirmed yet. By the way,
0: it's not confirmed.
1: I don't believe they've actually reported on it. I don't think they've uh, had it. Well,
0: I I bad. think we can kind of I think we can kind of assume regardless. We can assume it, yeah. Regardless, no, no. he is better at this than than the coaches who are trying to do it in the Big 10. He has done a better job of it already in 2 years with a program that is not on that level of of uh of, of talent or at least wasn't when he showed up. Um he's good at it. He's really good at it. And then uh it's yeah. funny, it's funny to say that after a 9-6 win, but more proof of concept for him he's, he's he keeps doing it this is what they want to do yep. and they do it uh good for good for them illinois very much one of the favorites in the west i think that right now in my own estimation it would be them and purdue i'm looking forward to that game on the uh i think it's November 11th really really excited for that one i think that'll be a really fun it's- game it rocks
1: to uh, to win a game where you average less than uh, four yards in a passing attempt. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, I want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, yeah, I mean credit to Chase Brown, by the way, he, and again put up a hundred over 160 all-purpose yards in his Iowa defense. He, defense he was
0: grinding out yards too. He he had to work 100%. for them and he was getting them. He is he's thirty-five so touches fucking good, for dude.
1: 163 yards. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a workman-like performance. I think yeah. he, he's averaging like four point six yards a touch uh in that game but like he's damn you gotta do that sometimes right you gotta do it yeah get get scoring position set up field goals uh he had like one long run that's about it uh brian hightower had a nice explosive pass play but like as you might expect this was just a game where it's a matter of grinding out small chunks of yardage at a time yeah um also again one more thing on the illinois defense here they forced spencer peaches to throw the ball 36 times (laughs) you know is the exact opposite what they wanted to do like uh they were they were holding iowa to less than two yards a carry uh they had to throw the football they had no other choice yep um sam laporta played well at tight end for iowa but but that's like it i mean the rest of his offense was toast um illinois kicks ass man like they're just a mean football team they are a nasty little football team mm-hmm. uh and, and the rest of their schedule if they have a chance I, I like you said they're like not only one of the favorites of the big 10 west like this team can win nine games
0: yeah uh yeah absolutely. the rest of the
1: schedules if they beat minnesota this week after that they go into the bye week with the remaining schedule of at nebraska home against michigan state home against purdue at michigan at northwestern
0: mm-hmm. are yeah. they going
1: to be favored in all but all of those games with the Michigan game?
0: I think, I think so. Yeah, I think they, I think they should. Um, good for them. Absolutely good for them. And, and Chase Brown, I know this is not our usual purview, but man, that guy's going to be a good pro. He's, he's just yeah. so, he's so crafty. He's so good at what he does. Really, I, really uh, fun and, and uh, talented running back to watch.
1: I've talked about this before, but I am in a developmental dynasty league where you take players who are currently in college and high school. Mm-hmm. And I got him with the very last pick of the Debbie draft. Oh, right let's go. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am excited to have him with my team.
0: Yeah, can't Alabama worry. 24, Texas A&M 20. It's very funny that Alabama keeps doing this, that they cannot figure out a solution for the worst offense in college football. But they can't. They can't figure it out. Um, Texas A&M b- ultimately comes up short here with a very, very bizarre play call to end the game that ends in a Haynes-King interception. Um, Evan Stewart was good here, eight catches for 94 yards. Alabama without Bryce Young. Jalen Milroe is not – moving the needle. He does not do it. He does not, he does not get it done. He ran well. Jameer Gibbs ran really well. That was ultimately the difference here. Um, but yeah, troubling, troubling from Alabama. Um, I, I am now also firmly, I'm, I'm probably a, a week or two late because you've been on this, but uh, yeah, Ohio State probably should be the number one team in the country at this point from what we have seen because Georgia yes. and, and Alabama have both had some real clunkers here. And this is this is another one for Alabama and, and sort of a continuation of some of some of the trends that we have been talking about for a while now with them wide receivers don't look very good uh, you know they they don't really get separation and I know they didn't have Bryce Young but the wide receivers still don't look very good the defense is not and it's
1: not like I mean like
0: AM, like
1: uh, I know they've recruited very well on defense too but like they have a true freshman at corner like Denver yeah. Harris like they're, like they're not starting like it's not this crazy experience that was not the strength of this team coming back yeah. at all yeah there
0: is not a single name in this group of Jakori Brooks Jermaine Burton uh Treshaun Holden and Kobe Prentice that scares me at all not a single one they they are all yeah. varying and, levels and their of big mid.
1: transfer the new jamison williams allegedly still hasn't played a football game yet yeah tyler tyler
0: harrell. tyler harrell not done anything he is another one of those guys we talked about the yards per catch fallacy earlier his was like 29 last year uh well, he, 12, he like, literally
1: has not played a game this year I mean, yeah, it's like, that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, i um he
0: just this just so I, I, a lot of trends that we've seen from them continuing here where they they defensively, they're not creating the kind of pressure that they probably should with the guys that they have. And and offensively, they don't have the skill guys that we sort of expect from them. Um, Yeah. I do think Jameer games is starting to come on. I'll give them that. Like their
1: running attack is starting to kind of figure it out a little bit, but he's a 205 pound running back. How many, how many games can you give him 35 carries? Like, can you rely on him as a bell cow back? I don't think you can in the sec West. You're like week in week out. I don't think it's going to work after a certain period of time. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Georgia has has a, a similar problem too, where uh, they've now won uh, three consecutive games without throwing a passing touchdown. Mm. Uh, they're just running the football at will, yeah. Uh, which is like not obviously you cannot do that when you play good football teams. Like you can't just not move the football through the air. Yeah, <laughs> like you ha- you have to be able to do that if you're going to play Alabama and beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't know. Besides, <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll yeah see. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I- I'm not impressed by these teams very much at all. Like I, I think. I know I've gotten some heat for this. I think the second best team in the country to date and probably the second best resume in the country is Clemson. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not popular to like Clemson right now or say they're good, but like eh, Clemson seems to have figured it out to me. They, I, I think they have.
0: They have, they have figured out to how to work with some of the stuff that they have. I, I don't, uh, my question about Clemson is I don't really believe in some of the stuff that they have. And I think that a lot of it yeah. is kind of, you know, chicken wire and, and scraped together. It feels, they feel a lot to me like 2016 Ohio State, where it's like, yeah, they're winning, but I mean, I watched them and I know that they're not actually like good. Um, but I mean, resume wise, yeah, absolutely. They've, they've beaten two really good teams and, and looked competent doing it. They, they took care of business. Uh, and Alabama and Georgia, while they have not lost, um, they haven't looked good. <laughs> they haven't looked good in a while. I've not seen, like, the kind of dominant performance from, from these teams. Georgia had one against Oregon that is increasingly bizarre as we look back at it. But um, Alabama has not had that moment. And, and you know, granted, the team that, that we both think is number one in Ohio State has not really had a ton of chances to have that moment. Uh, Notre Dame game, it, kind of a weird – I don't really know how to think about that game. Um Ohio state has not really had that opportunity, but they also have not had a, a pants shitting like this. Ohio state has not been seriously threatened to this point. Whereas Alabama was on the edge of losing this game on the edge of losing to Texas. Georgia was on the edge of losing to Missouri. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird for both of these programs right now. Uh, very funny, again, that Texas A&M could not close this. that They could not figure out a way to get into the end zone and win the game. Um, Jimbo Fisher is as he was. But Alabama has, has some things to uh, to address here, and I'm not sure. It's been a couple years now. You know, it's 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 been a couple years of this uh, going back to last year as well, and I'm not sure if they have a solution for it. I don't know if there's an answer for just not having very good receivers. I think that they might just be kind of stuck with kind of a lower ceiling than they're used to.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think it's been. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just. I, I can't get over how lackluster the top of the top of the teams have looked. Like here, like like Georgia, Alabama, did being this disappointing with how much talent they had back is pretty shocking to see. I, I don't know, man. I, I yeah. just I can't believe it's happened. I can't believe they they haven't developed the way we expected them to. It's half of the season now. Like we are half. We're at the halfway mark. Yeah. What are, they, what are they growing to? Them? Yeah, it, I want to see it like? at
0: some point from them. We've seen it in – I think right. we've seen it more from Georgia than we have from Alabama, but both of them, man, I, I want to see it against real teams. I want to see Ohio State against real teams too here at some point because we've not yeah. had a ton of chances Fair to enough. do that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's maybe a little bit less uh, – the the smaller gap than we were expecting, um, which is yeah. interesting, something to keep an eye on. Uh, closing uh, also, it...
1: really quick, just well, before I let you go on this, because I, I know I really like to have you talking about the top teams in the country. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about Ohio State in uh, Alabama and Georgia. Michael Hall yesterday for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of that game? Did you see any part of this?
0: Um, I saw very briefly. I, I, I popped into the playback stream that you all did, which sounded like it was a blast uh, before I went oh, over we had to so the Utah fun, State yeah. game. But, um, no, I missed most of it. I was I was out covering game uh, stuff.
1: So, Michael Hall played uh, seven snaps <laughs> uh, on, on Saturday, okay. and he had two and a half sacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State is nothing if not on brand. They loved it. Well, that guys... was a
1: pitch count. He was at a
0: pitch count just for, for like uh, injury reasons. I was, was uh, going to say, they love to have guys play like 10 snaps and just be like the most dominant 10 snaps you've ever seen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, every. And, and he had another one that got called back on. Uh, he would have had three and a half sacks, yeah. except Zach Harrison it had an enhanced the face penalty that was like really bad like like zach harrison hit the other guy's helmet like as soon as the snap started yeah and instead of just letting go like you would do and not get called for it he just held on to his face mask for four seconds straight yeah, uh, like the whole rep, he just held onto the guy's face mask and he got called for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it is going <laughs> to anyway. be really
0: it is going to be really cool when Ohio State loses either a playoff or regular season game because it has like 20 players out with soft tissue injuries and no one asks about it. No, we're, just, we're getting healthy. We're getting banged up. Not a yeah. soul at the press conferences asks. Hey, what are you guys doing like in the strength and tra- in the strength and conditioning department that causes all of these injuries? Because they don't happen anywhere else. Uh, it's just you. <laughs> it's like it is abnormally things high. that it's things that happen nice. exclusively to bad strength and conditioning programs.
1: Yeah. Uh, nine starters have now missed at least one game for Ohio State. Uh, stupid program. Just a stupid yeah, program.
0: A, Does not understand not what good. it is what it is doing in the strength and conditioning department, and it will cost them. Uh, NC State 19. Not
1: this year. We're winning um, the title this year. We'll
0: uh, we'll see about that. I have seen Ohio State uh, lose some games because of injuries. I don't know that we can predict it necessarily. <laughs> I think that that could be a possibility. Uh, NC State 19 will close out with this. Florida State 17. NC State's offense is so disappointing. It it just, yep. ugh, God, it it's it's so disappointing. It Devin, Devin Leary, Devin Leary does not have the guys outside that we were really really hoping he would have. Nothing from Thayer and, Thomas and He's here. also like he has been disappointed as well. Yeah,
1: Leary himself is not making enough happen either. I think, but yeah. like. Certainly, the the bulk of the blame is on the lack of receiver development, but like he needs to do more.
0: Yeah, and also fuck Tim Beck. This guy sucks. This shit is terrible. I'm tired of him. It, it is. It is. I it can't is believe we really, defended really, him on it's, the It's it's really nasty um they uh they do enough here florida state has a has a really bad turnover on a fade to end this game really hard to throw an interception on a fade route (laughs) that takes some fucking doing uh and he did it like a like a goal line fade route um he had a good game otherwise it's too bad that that was sort of the lasting thing he his his passing was not great but he carried six times for 118 yards um florida state rushing attack was still pretty solid but nc state does just enough to survive here not as fun as we were hoping for but a win all the same I guess for NC State I just we're halfway through this we're halfway through the season now and we have not seen really anything close to what we were hoping to see from NC State it's disappointing it's a disappointing season from them
1: yeah I, I have to agree with it they still might end up winning 10 games that's the crazy part though is like yeah I, I mean <laughs> like the rest of the schedule isn't very hard. Like I mean there's not a ton of tests left they haven't played yet. Yeah. Uh it's just a matter of like will anyone care? Like if they if they have the quietest 10 win season, like sure it's nice to have like, finally have that, but like then what? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um I don't know. Uh the, the, what they have Syracuse next week, then a bye week, then Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College, Louisville, North Carolina. Yeah. Like better not lose more than one of those games. I'll say that.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, uh, premium subscribers, we will talk to you all on the premium podcast. Uh, freeloaders, we will talk to you all on Thursday, but we're going to do so in a really threatening manner. We're going to do so yeah. with a gun pointed at you. We've, we're going to get nasty. Yeah, we're going to get nasty. It's going to get. It's. Uh, I mean, it's Jamal Khashoggi week, and you know it's going to get nasty on that. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys then.